You are listening to 4, Raw, from 4, Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. So you're back at Liverpool, did you expect to be back here after last season when you went on loan to West Brom? Saying, oh, we want you to go on loan. It was my decision and, um, you know, the, the sporting director made it clear, like, you know, we, we, don't, we don't want you to leave, but I felt as if I had to, to leave to get my, my head right, to get away from... Um, from the club to, to you know have a new lease because I'd been there a long time and I wasn't playing as regular as, it, regular as I would have liked to. But I've never had any issues with, with anybody at the club. I've never had any issues with the manager, with the staff. I love it here. I love the players, but sometimes you have to do something for you. You know, it's, it's the same as, I don't know, you know, you, if you've been with a woman for a long time and then you're like, man, like, I don't feel like it's working out anymore. But then you realise when you go away, you know what? My, me and my girl's relationship was kind of sweet still. Yeah. Might have to go back there, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's kind of like that. Like, as I said, I've, I've always loved the club. It's never changed, you know. So I don't see myself going, but you never know what happens in the future. But how I am now and how I'm enjoying myself and, and you know, it's, it's a great vibe right now. So I can't, no complaints at all from me. And... Um, looking forward to trying to help the team be, be successful this season. Welcome to Four Raw. Four Raw is an official podcast of Four Fields of Anfield Road. We are at www.foresight, that's F-O-A-R-S-I-T-E dot com, a great international community of Reds. Welcome to the show. My name is Joe. I'm your host and I have been away for quite a long time. But uh, once again, I am not alone. I am with my partner in crime. Say hi, Critty. Hello, everyone. Welcome from the other side of the four network, Kings of Europe. It's great to be here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, good to be back in the saddle, as you say. Um, okay, we don't have an agenda planned, so we're going to wing this. Uh, lots of things to talk about, of course. Um, of course, you covered it in um, the kickoff to season one, uh, episode, season three, episode one, sorry. So let me say that. Yes. Um, and you, you talked a lot of uh, stuff about uh, pre-season uh, USA tour. Of course, that's now concluded. Uh, boys are sipping on some spring water from a mountain in France. At the moment, um, I thought only Evian sells mineral water. I don't know. They they do have a training ground as well in Evian. So, so uh, preseason's continuing. Um, USA Tour looked like it concluded um, very nicely. Indeed, some great results for us, especially that last one against yes. uh, Manchester United. Okay, um, what's your what's your thoughts on this on uh, on this uh, whole USA Tour and uh, what, what's coming up ahead? Yeah, I think the, the USA Tour was a huge success. I know uh, the Dortmund match got a lot of publicity because it was the two club sides facing off against each other. First time they've done that since the Europa League in 2016. Mm-hmm. Just a great atmosphere in Charlotte. Uh, and, you know, Pulisic, who obviously is a Liverpool target, had himself a great match in that in uh, the final, I guess, 30 minutes. He kind of took over. Uh, had the Van Dyke header. So not really much to report from Liverpool in that match. Just kind of keeping it business as usual, you know, it was um, more or less Dortmund's match to, to win in the last 30 minutes, and they did that. Uh, looked a lot better against City in the second game and finished off a fantastic match. Daniel Sturridge winning the man of the match, actually, in the 4-1 thrashing 
of Manchester United in front of over 100,000 fans at Michigan at the big house in Ann Arbor at Michigan Stadium mm. so that you could not have asked for a a better send off for both for and I know United still playing in the ICC but for Liverpool it was the uh, ultimate conclusion uh, 4-1 win against your arch rivals in the Premier League and uh, Daniel Sturridge just unbelievable story and I'm so happy for him <laughs> he gets the man of the match and yeah I think it was a massively successful US tour for the Reds okay um Let's let's stick a little bit with this um, USA tour just uh, for for a sec. Um, how mm-hmm. how do you think? Okay, of of course for for the club uh, and for all of the the, the teams uh, that participated in the ICC, uh, save for for Arsenal um, and Athletic and Atletico Madrid and PSG, uh, who who were, who were in my neck of the woods, they were in Singapore. Um, also, as part of the ICC, so ICC is now obviously a global, global thing. Um, yeah. money, money spinning, you know. Let's milk the fan dry, uh, dry, milk fans dry. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. To, to that, yeah, they're doing game. that. But I, I do understand, of course, that it's the only opportunity for for Reds globally to 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 watch their team. So, well, not just not just Liverpool supporters, but. Any support, any supporters from any of those clubs, anyway, to play outside of the, the their domestic leagues and come to their country and and have a you know do some preseason games. So it's a nice thing to have, I guess. Um, but speaking about USA football, USA, do you think it, it did anything to further the game there? I think to further the game here requires for the domestic league to take off. And so in that aspect, no, it didn't. There's no, I mean, if if you think about the crowds, a hundred thousand people to see a premier league match, which was a friendly, Mm -hmm. there will never be a major league soccer game that will draw a hundred thousand fans. It just, it just won't. Mm -hmm. Uh, Secondly, Dortmund and Liverpool, was not a sellout. I think they said about 55,000 people showed up to Bank of America Stadium. The overwhelming majority of those were Liverpool fans. Uh, it was about, I think, two two to one uh, ratio, uh, Liverpool to Dortmund supporters. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it didn't do anything. The, these fans already exist here. These are either German and English transplants. Uh, they're either uh, American-born you know, soccer fanatics, football fanatics, whatever you want to call them, that, that just you know either have an affinity for Dortmund or have an affinity for Liverpool, Manchester United. These are global clubs with global marketing, global brands, yeah. and, and they, reach, they, they reach far beyond their own borders. So, no, but as far as the game here, no, these, these fans are going to be waking up every Saturday morning to watch the Premier League or the mm-hmm. Bundesliga. It's it, that changed nothing. It, it really was just an opportunity to see uh, to, to meet Marco Royce or to meet Christian Pulisic or to meet uh, Mohamed Salah or to meet Sadio Mane. And, and, and maybe maybe uh, you get lucky and, and you get to meet, you know, Jurgen Klopp or something like that. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, it did nothing for the domestic game. But, you know, the thing is that that soccer football is growing in the United States because of the uh, leagues outside of its borders. And in that aspect, uh, you may, Liverpool and Dortmund might have gotten a few new fans out of this, but unfortunately for the American clubs, not so much. Okay, fair enough statement. Of course, um, for, for domestic football in the U.S., 
or, or yeah. soccer. Okay, let me let me have a side note discussion, a uh, uh, comment about this. You know, to me, it doesn't really matter whether you call it soccer or football. You know, let's get past these things. It's like such a you know um, old argument already. You know, there's more important things to talk about. So interchangeably, I'll yeah. use both these words in this discussion. So for now, <laughs> it's, I'll call it's it soccer. so it's so weird. It doesn't I mean, really the, matter because the you know? English use the English use soccer first, and then they said it wasn't cool anymore, so they called it all a card in football. And the Americans called it soccer back to the 1900s. And, and then all of a sudden they said, you know, I guess the Americans were more decisive in saying, well, we're going to keep it what we've always called it. And you guys can call it football. But there is another sport in this country also called football. And that's per, that's pretty much why it's not called football. So I just don't get this anymore. You know, this argument. I don't either. Bickering back and forth <laughs> over the same dumb old arguments. It's like, hey, let's just, you know what? He, he, he knows it as soccer. Just. Just say soccer. If you he, if he if you say football and he understands it as soccer, then that's fine, you know. And he says soccer, you Absolutely. definitely gonna know what that is as a, as a as a supporter outside of the US. You know he's talking about football as we know it as a global game. That's fine. I mean, why get into this haranguing Ugh, just, just just stupid things. Okay. Anyway, all these things about um, okay. So you've got, you've got these teams that 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 go to the US. They play all these um, preseason games now. The quality of those games, okay, debatable. Um, Jose Mourinho has had something to say about this. Single-handedly destroying Manchester United's commercial principles and interests in the U.S. market by saying that he wouldn't pay money to watch his own team play. So Correct. why the hell would anybody pay, pay good money to watch Manchester United play anywhere in the world, including in England, um, let, let alone in the States? So... Um, obviously, you know that Manchester United have great designs over, you know, this, this this wonderful land of opportunity called the United States of America, as all these other teams. Um, I don't understand. Um, how are people coming to support these clubs? Now, I, I see videos uh, on YouTube, uh, on Twitter, you know, uh, when asked the question, they said, hey, how did you come to support Manchester City? And people actually give, I play FIFA a lot as a tangible reason. I play FIFA a lot, so therefore I support Manchester <laughs> City. So it's like, what the fuck? I'm sorry, pardon my French. Yeah. But it's like, hey, you are like, you know, um, encapsulating and, you know, representing every every person's negative view about the American soccer fan. Yeah. But, you know, I'm th- I had a chance to think about this a little bit. I'm thinking, you know, somebody has to start somewhere. Okay. They have to start somewhere. Okay. Let's put it this way, okay? I'm not English, right? I'm in Singapore. I'm Singaporean. I've been a supporter for close to four decades now. How did I come to support Liverpool? Yeah, I came to support Liverpool during their glory days. So, technically, I'm a glory hunter. Technically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. Technically, <laughs> I'm a glory yeah, hunter. Yeah, the very definition of... Yeah. Exactly. But the thing is, here's, where's that, here's where that definition falls down. I'm still around. Yep. I'm still around because I still stuck around when there were no more glory days for Liverpool Football Club. In the darkest of, in the darkest of nights, blackest of nights, past yeah. all of that, now coming out of the, you know, you know, out of the tunnel. And we're still here. Of course, we foresee a, a much brighter future under, under Jurgen Klopp and, and all the signs are there. And I'm still here. So, you know, so now if someone says, yeah, you were just a Glory Hunter fan, they said, excuse me, not really. Because if I was a Glory Hunter fan, you know, um, I would be supporting Chelsea or City. 
City, a UB City fan. And, you know, to, to touch on the, 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 the brand, the style of football, two years ago, I went to the ICC. My mm. father-in-law got tickets, and I went to see Bayern Munich play Inter Milan. So let me say this. Mm. 80% of people didn't even know who Inter Milan was. Okay, there was all Bayern fans. Mm. They didn't even know who they were playing. I'm like, Inter Milan won the fucking treble in 2010. Mm. They won the Serie A, they won the Coppa Italia, and they won the UEFA Champions League. Mm. They were the best team in the world. Mm. They then went on to win the FIFA Club World Cup. This is Internazionale. Mm. And they people didn't have a clue. They're like, who is Mauro Riccardi? I've never heard of him. Hey, but, He's but, one of the best strikers, by the way, one of the best strikers in the world. By the way, I kind of yeah. like the way you, you, you said Internazionale. Kind of like yeah, Internazionale, kind of yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so to, to put it into perspective, this is after the European Championship. Yeah. So none of Bayern's stars played. No Manuel Neuer, no mm-hmm. Thomas Müller, none of those guys. You had Franck Ribéry was the only really big name out there playing. Mm. And Julian Green, Julian Green, who was later sent off on loan to his second Bundesliga side, scored a hat trick in the game. It was one of the worst games of football I've ever seen, certainly in person. But I didn't pay for the ticket, so you know it, it, it was it was fine. But I would be outraged if I paid a hundred some odd dollars for these tickets because they were good seats, they were excellent seats. Mm. But it it's an American football stadium. It doesn't feel like Anfield or Tradford or uh, uh, Stamford Bridge mm. or you know uh, uh, the Emirates. It doesn't feel like it doesn't have that. It's built for. The Carolina Panthers football team from mm-hmm. the NFL, the National Football League. It's yeah. not. It's you can tell. It's not. It, so the atmosphere is not there. The, the the the. It's just not set up like 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 we would see in in, in Europe or, or or wherever. So it it just something's missing. And I understand for a lot of these, like I said, these, these fans are are going to see Bayern Munich, but. Sure. A lot of it is 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 tickets packages. So sure, yeah. you if you pay if you pay the premium price, you get these um you get like the uh, the, the autograph session, you get the open training session or, or whatever it is, and you get the you know your picture taken. But beyond that, it's just like I mean I, I agree with Mourinho. I mean mm-hmm. I don't agree, I don't I wouldn't have said what he said, mm-hmm. but I one hundred and fifty percent agree with him. This would probably be the only time I've ever agreed with that son of a bitch, but <laughs> I do agree with him. He is absolutely correct. Why would anyone pay that price? These are premium prices. You could get excellent seats for this price at Enfield any, for any match. Yep. And you're going to see an exhibition, a preseason match, a friendly, a club friendly, and you know the players are giving 50% effort. You know They have a whole season ahead of them. They cannot afford an injury in this meaningless match. Yeah. Plus, there's like unlimited substitutions, so it's not the actual rules of a normal football match that's yep. 90 minutes. Yep. It's just so... It's, it, they, they had last year, Real Madrid played Barcelona in Miami, and I think uh, Barcelona had a really bad match. Mm. And, and the commentator said, this is the end of Barcelona. The era of Barcelona is over. They, are, they have to rebuild. They are done. They lost one match in La Liga last season. And I think it was the final match day. Mm-hmm. They almost went perfect. They were almost invincible. Yeah. That's the, 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 you, do you think Messi is going to give 100% effort in a meaningless match? I know it's Real Madrid, but it doesn't count. Mm. So it's just Mourinho has a point. But as you said, it's a marketing trip and it's a branding trip. And they are the most followed club 
in the United States of America. And I mean, Manchester United, I'm talking about. So that was a devastatingly stupid statement that he made. Yeah. Uh, actually, the, 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 the stupid aspect of what he said was really pertaining to the, the players that surround Alexis Sanchez um, and basically talking down, you know, basically the, the, the peripheral uh, players that, you know, players at the periphery of the first team. Uh, and he said, like, you know, you surround him with these type of players. What is he supposed to do? Is he supposed to motivate himself to play better? You know, he just, you know, he just, just sends all the wrong signals. And then you juxtapose this with all the positive things that Klopp said, said about the, the younger players. And they've done really, really well. Uh, Camacho, uh, uh, Nate Phillips, um, and so on and so forth. Ben Woodburn. Uh, and some of the guys that have come back uh, from, from, from uh, 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 loan as well. Shei Oyo. Um, you know, all these guys... So, um, well, I'm, I'm missing oh, by the way, Curtis speaking Jones, of Curtis Mourinho, Jones. I wanted yeah. to know if you heard about this. I wanted to know if you heard about this. So, Nathaniel Klein had a, had a, had a child over the last week. You remember? Uh, yes, I heard this one. And so, Anthony Martial, Martial had the same yeah. thing happen. And Klopp said, you know, Klein can stay. There's some things more important than football. And one of those is family. And especially a child, he needs to stay. And he, he, I think he showed a picture of Nathaniel Klein's uh, newborn child. And and Klopp was so positive. Do you know Mourinho said, you know, I'm kind of pissed off because Martial's not back in the U.S. yet. You know, he needs to be back with the team training. There could not be two managers who have more different personalities and outlooks on life. And I understand that Mourinho is, you know, charismatic, but he's kind of the charismatic asshole, and he's been successful. But oh, there, there. You, if you're a United fan and you're happy with the way that he's running your team, your club, your squad, and the things that he says, you've got to either be lying to yourself or you're delusional because mm. he he's 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 been controversial is not even the right word. He's been absolutely to me verbally toxic for that team since he got there, and I really. You know, I see them taking a step back this year. I don't think the second place finish. I hope they enjoyed it because they barely held onto that last year. But yeah. to the Champions League, when they got knocked out in the round of sixteen, that's exactly what you can expect because you have a you have a you have a manager who openly be- does not believe in his players and says so to the public and to the press. And Jurgen Klopp, one thing I will say about him, he may not believe in you in his own mind but he will never put that out in the press and yeah, embarrass exactly, exactly so that's and that's why his players love him and why players want to shit on Mourinho uh, Jose is just so mean-spirited I mean he just comes across as even if he isn't he even he isn't personally mean-spirited he just comes across all the wrong messages come, come, come from him of course maybe yeah, absolutely between him and Martial probably there's some some background there that we're not aware of, you know. Obviously, Martial wants out of Manchester United. Who else doesn't yeah. doesn't want to play for them? You know, I'm not surprised. But, <laughs> um, but hey, he will always have a fan in Neil Patrick Harris who will show up for Manchester United game wearing a Manchester City unreal. jersey. Unreal, yeah, unreal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Further compounding the problem of the American soccer fan. <laughs> that's but that's hey, that's FIFA. He's no, a FIFA guy. My He's a FIFA guy. God. Okay, 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 okay. Let's move on. Um, you wrote a excellent article the fan cited titled why daniel sturridge still belongs at um liverpool yes um you just reading some bits here when he's healthy he's one of the best strikers in the premier league staying healthy however has been a serious challenge now obviously as we started uh, the show uh featuring uh none other than 
uh, Daniel Sturridge saying that returning to Liverpool is like returning to an old golf girlfriend. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that was kind of a weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I like how I, I, I was wondering where that was going, but yet it was very entertaining at the same time. So, but, but that was way to go, Studge, on the uh, comparison. <laughs> <laughs> you get to go to 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 West Bromwich to to get this epiphany. Um, the thing here is, I, I I don't know what's changed though. Is it, I don't know what's changed. Is is it at? Has this attitude changed? Is that what needed changing, or has it? Um, he's suddenly healthier, or as in before he went to 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 West Bromwich, he wasn't putting in much effort physically in preseason or in training. I don't understand. I don't really understand what the difference is now. He has looked amazing in preseason. Yeah. Okay. That, that's fact number one. Fact number two, he has looked amazing in preseason before. Fact number two. Fact number three, Daniel Sturridge is an amazing football player. Hey, it shouldn't surprise any Liverpool supporter. Fact number mm-hmm. four, a lot of stuff that he's relying on at this point of time is very much historical. You know, he's relying on something that's happened when Suarez was here. Um and pockets of performances and flashes of his performance. But we know what he's capable of when he's fit, as you say. Okay, now, you tell me. What's going to be different now? Um, so I did a little bit of research on this, and I think that, first off, I think his attitude has changed. I think that he realized in order to fit into club system, he had to make some changes in his game and the way he plays football. Okay, and so let me stop you right there. So all this... Um, so-called criticism towards Daniel Sturridge, one aspect of it anyway, that he has an attitude issue. Do you think that is true? I think that he had an entitlement issue that he, when when Klopp got there, he was arguably the best player on the squad, if not number Mm. one, then number two. I would say him or Coutinho was one and two. Uh, I think that when you're the Michael Jordan of your team, that you believe that you're un, 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 irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. And when Firmino came in, in his opportunity, when Sturridge went down with all the injuries, mm-hmm. Firmino earned the spot to be the next best guy at the number nine. Mm-hmm. And when, when and with Jurgen Klopp, there's one thing for sure. Once he trusts you, you really have to do a lot to unseat that trust. And Firmino has done nothing but to gain more and more and more trust. Whereas Daniel Sturridge has done nothing but to make Klopp you know, doubt whether he should even be at the club, much less play. Oh. So there was an entitlement issue, and that ties directly into attitude. Okay, okay. So I'm going to interject again. Now, you said, um, uh, tr- did you say trust? You said trust. Uh, you said this in your article as well. Um, you yes. Said, regain the trust of the manager of Klopp. Mm-hmm. Now, the question here is, has he actually ever lost that trust? Because recently I read something where say Klopp said, no, I never had any problems with Daniel Sturridge. I never had any problems with him. Daniel Sturridge is saying, I never had any problems with Klopp. So it doesn't seem like either one had problems with each other, let alone Klopp mm. having trust issues with Daniel Sturridge. So <clears throat> maybe it's not trust or maybe it's, we're looking at trust at a, from a very different perspective or what, were you, what perspective were you looking at? Um... Again, it goes to the point where Jurgen Klopp is not going to publicly humiliate one of his players or throw them under the bus, so to speak. Uh, bus, like Mourinho, get it? Bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, he's not going to park you under the bus. 
uh, like Mourinho and uh, destroy not only your confidence but any kind. Because at the end of the day, uh, if Liverpool wants to do business, if someone comes in with a twenty-seven million pound offer for Sturridge, if if Klopp says, "Ah, oh, he lost my trust. He's he's garbage," you know, he's a, then they're going to say, "Well, wait a minute now. Why you, you, why are you so quick to sell him? I mean, you know, it, it's is it a, is it a performance issue? Is he had a bad attitude?" Klopp is, is Klopp is a company guy. He's not going to do stuff that's going to hurt the club he, or or the player because he knows that hey, I may need to replace him. I, I, it is it is it, it, there was a trust issue there because he was not getting time even when sometimes he was healthy. So you know, there's been times when Daniel Sturridge mm. was fully fit and he was not getting into the match, and that's because mm. Klopp had had hesitations on whether. To, 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 he was the he was truly the best option, and if you remember, Sturridge was not injured for the entire 2016-17 campaign, but Origi got the most appearances of any player as a forward that season. Why is that? Because Origi had Jurgen Klopp's trust, and as a result, Origi had a fantastic season that year. And and it was it wasn't until last year where where things became questionable with him. But it, it is very much. What have you done for me lately with Jurgen Klopp? And I think that he had, I think Sturridge had plenty of chances. He had the 2015-16 season, 2016-17, 2017-18. That's three years to prove himself to Klopp. And unfortunately, as you said, much of his stuff is living off that 2013-14 second place Premier League season. Obviously, he was a uh, focal point of the English uh, side in the World Cup that year in Brazil. Mm -hmm. And things have kind of spiraled downhill from ever since. I think that at 28 years of age, he grew up and realized this is it. It's now or never. I basically got relegated. I got relegated with West Brom. This could be my future. I either need to get my stuff together and start being a team player and understand Jurgen Klopp's 4-3-3 and how do I fit in there. How can I make the most of my opportunities? Mm-hmm. And when I'm called upon, do what Klopp needs me to do. Not what I want to do, what Danny Sturridge wants to do, mm-hmm. but what Jurgen Klopp needs me to do. And I think it's an ad- I think it was a complete attitude adjustment on that part to say, okay, I have it at 28, I have a realization. It's better to be the number two at Liverpool than the number one at Middlesbrough. And that's it. <laughs> oh, on the bench at West Bromwich Albion. Or I mean, or, or 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 for Burnley. I mean, you can go play for Burnley. You can play for you can play for um, you know Cardiff. Mm-hmm. They're, they're in the Premier League, but it, it, that's I mean, Liverpool is on the verge. Uh, they've just come off of one of their best seasons in, in in the past decade, and they are on the verge of something truly great. And so you know, you can either be a part of that. And the thing is, the, the Origi. And Solanke have done nothing, have done nothing this preseason to no, take that spot yeah. away from Sturridge. No. He is the 100% yeah. number two to Firmino. Yeah. So he's going, it's like Klopp said, Klopp said after the uh, United match, he said, yeah. we don't need Sturridge to play 50 matches this season. We need him to play 25. And in those yeah. 25, we need him to come in and be a star. And yeah. I think he's fully capable of that. Yeah. That's and that's the thing is that it's not all on his shoulders. It, it, he will be a massive, massive part of the team, but he won't be the focal point, and that's probably good for him. Yeah, um, I mean, we know what he's capable of doing on his on his best day. Uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. There's no reason. Think about this, Joe. If you you know think um, you know Liverpool has a 
round of 16 or quarterfinals Champions League match against, uh, you know, uh, Barcelona. And the, the, the match before that, they play, say, uh, away to Watford. Yeah, you need Firmino for that Champions League match. But Daniel Sturridge can absolutely go in there and yeah. destroy Watford. Yeah. It, it gives you so much flexibility and, yeah. and maneuverability when you have someone. Now, again, that's considering is he going to stay healthy? Is he going to stay the same guy that we're seeing right now? That's, you know, he's burned us before on that. I'm. No. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yet again, I'm going to believe that, yes, he can because he's 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 conditioned. But Jurgen Klopp made a statement once. I think it was last season. He told – this was uh, – uh, I forget where I read this, but in my in research for this article, he's, he, he flat out told Danny, you're not playing because you didn't tr- – you haven't trained enough to play. You have not you, – you, you – You've missed too much time. You never come in and are, are, are in long enough to learn the system and to learn the attack and to learn the, the nuances of the, of the, of the uh, uh, tactical system. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if putting you out there, I'm just putting out a body. I'm not really putting out uh, someone that, 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 that kind of knows the ins and outs mm-hmm. uh, of the, 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 the Jurgen Klopp gigging pressing and, and how, he wants to, how he wants to play. Yeah. And it's often been said that, that Sturridge was very kind of got lazy sometimes with the pressing. You know, if you look at Bobby Firmino, he is absolutely all over the pitch. He's yep. he's back to the keeper, then he's back to the fullback, then he's then he's on the center back. I mean, he's literally all over the pitch. And you, you look at Sturridge; he's not he wasn't doing that. Now, different different things this this preseason. So you know, it remains to be seen. But if he can keep this up, he will definitely be a vital part of the team. It's just a matter of, for him, it's just all about staying healthy. Well, to be fair, very few people, well, is there anyone who can be like Bobby? He's he's, he's a machine. Yeah, <laughs> he is. Yeah, I don't think he's human. But I think for Daniel Sturridge, I, I bet he was hurting, hurting a lot um, when he was away from the team, away from, from Liverpool, uh, and then seeing them progress to the, to the Champions League final and then not being a part of that, it, it probably hurt him quite a lot. Um, of course, when it comes to injuries, um, there is little one could do about that. If, you, if you're injured, you're injured. Now, then there's this question here. You know, I think there was, um, was it Jamie Carragher uh, or, or Stevie who once said that, you know, he would pull up at the minor, minor, most minor of things. You know, I'm, paraphr- I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, you know, that he wouldn't just play through it. Um, I'm not sure whether that is part of this whole equation, whether maybe that would have changed. He would, if he feels like some sort of a niggle and then now he was like, you know what, I'm just going to bite the bullet and just going to endure whatever discomfort or pain um, that I'm feeling right now and just make sure that I don't drop out of the team. I don't know whether that, that could, could, could change as well. But you're right in this when you said, you know, guys like Divock Origi, I've been very, very disappointed by it. I, I stuck my neck out for this guy and I thought, you know, he'll come back, he's going to do good. But it just seems very mm-hmm. clear, clear to me that he really has no future in this uh, in the club. So No, he's probably going to be sold, I would say. Um, you know, and, and I know that Liverpool's looking at an offer somewhere around £25 million. Uh, pounds, so it, it is going to cost a bit because the thing is, he was getting call ups to the Belgian national team. That he didn't get, he did not make the World Cup squad, but he was getting calls up to the to the Belgian national team. And if you think about that, he's playing that position where Lukaku occupies, Batshuayi, Benteke. 
there's a lot of competition in that front front line for, mm. for Belgium. So it's not, it, it, you know, it, it takes a lot to even get called up into the squad, much less get a significant amount of playing time. Mm. Origi still has a lot to offer someone, but it's definitely not going to be offering Liverpool. Okay, let's let's then uh, continuing to stay a little bit on Dan uh, and position positionally because you also mentioned this in this piece. Um, and and uh, dear listener, if you haven't already read it, this uh, uh, piece is titled "Why Daniel Sturridge Still Belongs at Liverpool." It's written for the Fansided Network, so go to Fansided F A N S I D E D dot com, and I think it'd probably be one of the top stories on uh, articles on there right now by Chris Smith. Go and read it. Um, you said. Uh, something to do with his position. Um, I'm just trying to get to that. Uh, different role. A healthy, a healthy Sturridge, albeit in a different role than he has occupied in the past, makes Liverpool a threat to win every competition. Now, there's been talk that, okay, uh, Daniel Sturridge could actually be better in the number 10 uh, kind of role. Okay. Now, we lost the number 10, Felipe Coutinho. We never replaced him. There's been obviously this long drawn out soap opera with um, uh, Fakir from uh, Lyon. Uh, we don't know what's the story there, whether he's, he's going to be signed or Liverpool have given up interest. We don't know. This thing is still, soap, soap opera is still going on. In the meantime, another guy has been given the number 10 jersey, which is Sadio Mane. But Sadio Mane isn't actually a number 10. Mm-mm. Okay. Then you've got this guy coming into the... Uh, people are putting Daniel Sturridge into the equation saying that, oh, perhaps Daniel, Daniel could be in that 10 role. So from not replacing Felipe Coutinho, we've got two likely candidates who are in-house and one that we're probably pitching for. <laughs> so it's a little bit confusing. Do we need a 10? Do we need a 10? Is, is the 10 just a number and doesn't really matter positionally on the pitch with regards to how Klopp wanted to set up tactically? Well... What is it? <laughs> You know, I've never actually considered what what I meant by the different role was simply, you know, as a sub, as as a super sub, as opposed Ah, to the focal point of the attack, which in 2013-14, he and Suarez were the absolute stars of that team. And and of course, almost, as I put in the article, almost shot Liverpool to a Premier League title. But I I can't see Sturridge as, as, as the number 10. And to be quite honest, when Coutinho left, Liverpool played their best football of the season in the mm-hmm. second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, I, you know, domestically they they you know beat City as you know almost as you know basically as soon as he left, mm-hmm. and then in the Champions League they only got better as each uh, round progressed. From the round of sixteen, they got better in the quarterfinals. They got better in the semifinals. Uh, I mean, they were they were putting f- four or five goals on on City, four or five goals on Roma. I mean, it was it was you know up until the final they were looked pretty much invincible. So yeah. I don't know that they need a number ten, but here's what I would look at, and I don't know, I don't know if I would. Th- this is a very tricky situation, but the Christian Pulisic situation is interesting in, in the aspect that I think he really does want to play for Liverpool. He was discovered by Jurgen Klopp at Borussia Dortmund. He is a Borussia Dortmund product, but he he is still from the uh, school of Jurgen Klopp from from that time. And Jurgen Klopp is the one who uh, started getting him uh, training with the uh, first team at Dortmund. So they have a relationship, and I think that it is almost a certainty that at some point he will be wearing a red shirt and playing at Anfield. Now. Do you, does Liverpool go ahead and buy him from Dortmund? His contract expires in 2019. So 
it, 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 it's coming up. Mm-hmm. Or, or excuse me, 2019-2020. Do they do a Nabi Keita deal where they say, okay, we buy him this year, he can play one more year at Dortmund, develop him a little bit under Lucien Favre, let him get some more uh, starting minutes? Uh, I think that this is the year I see him truly becoming uh, an every week type of player, a a guy who not only can help you out as, as, as a, a, an attacking player, but also a creator. Uh, You know, this, this guy, I think this is the year where he kind of puts the whole picture together. Does Liverpool pull the trigger on him now and say, Almost does like a kind of a, almost like a, a, a like a, like a loan almost it was to Leipzig with uh, Keita. I mean, even though it wasn't a, directly a loan, it was like we'll let him keep it one more year, but we're gonna go ahead and buy him. Or does Liverpool say we're gonna sell Ojo, we're gonna sell Carius uh, uh, or Mignolet, we're gonna put a little bit of funds together, just you know, just 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 cut off the dead weight. Mm-hmm. And say you get about forty or fifty million, and one of those is Origi, by the way. That's mm-hmm. that could get you twenty twenty five million right there. Get like fifty fifty million pounds together, and tell Dortmund, look, we'll we'll, we'll buy him, we'll we'll buy him for for between sixty and seventy million euros right now. We'll we'll mm-hmm. take him before deadline day. Yeah. That gives you your number ten if you if you're looking for one right now. But again. I don't know that Liverpool that it's a necessity, but if if Klopp favors that role to have a player that can occupy that role, I think that's the guy. Yeah. And by the way, that brings an entirely new American audience to Liverpool because yeah. they love that kid here. There are some people that are Borussia Dortmund fans only because Pulisic plays for Dortmund. All of those fans would probably migrate to Liverpool. <laughs> Hey, yeah, uh, I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. Not even yeah, kidding. yeah, I, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. But of course, you know, uh, the the main reason why we should buy him is because his middle name is Mate. It's Christian Mate <laughs> Pulisic, and that's that's good enough reason for me. Uh, why yeah, we should get him. Um, it it could work out, pan out as what you say. Uh, say he mm-hmm. could be he could be our Kita buy Kita buy. That means we buy him now for next season. Yes. And then the fans Correct. are just waiting, waiting, and waiting, and waiting. And, and then when he finally comes in, and then fans complain, oh, we haven't signed anyone. Anyway. <laughs> no, he's coming, guys. Wait, it's, it's going to be gift wrap next Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> With the bow, you know, on top of his head. You know, the thing is, the thing is too, uh, Klopp is, is a patient guy. He's super patient. He Look, look how he waited on Van Dyke. okay? The thing is, it, 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 this could be a winter transfer. The, it, Liverpool can sit back and wait because I think that he wants to play there. He wants to play for his old manager, and I think his old manager wants him to play for him. He never got to play for him at the first team in Dortmund. He trained with them, but he didn't get to actually uh, – Klopp never managed him in the first team in actual gameplay. So I think Jurgen Klopp knows exactly what's there. He could wait until January, and he says – you know, tells Dortmund again, look, guys – you know, um, he he's going to leave. You know, it, we 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 can we can do this. You know, now we can do it later. But if unless Dortmund's actually contending for a Bundesliga title, which I don't foresee, as long as Dortmund finishes top four, that's all they really care about. You know, and I I I do believe that they are they are absolutely capable of finishing top four without Christian Pulisic. So, I think that Liverpool could potentially get him in the winter transfer window. 
and, and much like the Van Dyke uh, agreement last year with Southampton. And he comes in and, and, and becomes an uh, you know immediate impact player for them because he will only gain more experience during the uh, first half of the Bundesliga season. It's almost it, that, that's almost the better scenario if you think about it. Okay, then there's a related question. Then um, if say uh, it pans out as as we're discussing right now, Pulisic, mm-hmm. uh, we make a deal for him and he comes in next season. Does this mean then Fakir is over? Oh, oh yeah, it, has it already, or do you think it's already over for some time, and people are just fans are just refusing to accept it? Fans are refusing to accept it. It's over. Uh, pretty much, one thing I think that the that that's unanimous on the Liverpool media front is that that, that it's that it's over. I think that those who cover the team, those who cover the transactions and the business of FSG, I I, I think that that there's a consensus amongst uh, the the Reds that uh, I mean, if you talk to to uh, uh, those that are that are near and dear to the club, they they all say the same answer that it, you, know, you guys just it, it 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 was something, it got killed and it it has never gotten legs again. So you know if, if it doesn't walk, then it's then it's not alive. So I think we need to kind of move past that. And uh, it, it, yes, and if Pulisic were to get signed, there is Fakir is at that point is is completely moot. There would be absolutely no reason whatsoever to sign him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's take a short listening break. Uh, But when we come back, uh, we're going to keep talking about the transfer window, particularly about outgoings. Um, Don't go anywhere. Uh, Next up on the turntable, Humble by Kendrick Lamar. Enjoy. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances. Vanessa Nicka with some counterfeits, but now I'm counting this. Parmesan with my accountant lives. In fact, I'm down in this. Do say with my boo babe, tastes like Kool Aid for the analyst. Girl, I can buy a Westie world with my paste stuff. Ooh, that pussy good. Once you sit it on my taste blocks. I get way too petty once you let me do the extras. Pull up on your block, then break it down. We playing Tetris. AM to the PM, PM to the AM phone. Piss out your per diem, you just gotta hate them funk. If I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes funk. If I quit this season, I still be the greatest funk. Okay, um, Okay. did you read the Telegraph? It says here Liverpool could offload Karius and Mignolet. Between the trans before the transfer window closes, I'm like, what? What? Uh, so the, the the writer here, I don't know who the name. Uh, can't forget the title, but he said Karius is emerging as a target for Bayer Leverkusen, uh, and mm-hmm. apparently Barcelona again. This stupid thing, Barcelona and Besiktas, more likely Besiktas, are showing interest in Mignolet, um, and that club is open to the prospect of selling both goalkeepers. After Allison's arrival, who started yesterday, by the way, first day in training, uh, looking good, and um, and that he would place his trust with Camille Grabara and Keoman Keller. Um, Grabara Grabara is a good goalkeeper, by the way, uh, and Keller yeah. has, has shown himself to be, you know, pretty okay uh, preseason. But again, you know, it's just preseason. Um, what do you think? Bullshit or not? Do you think after all that's been happening? Okay, Mignolet, I know he's uh, he's out, right? So he's going. He's going. But Karius, Karius, this whole summer, Karius, 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 Champions League, Karius, now Karius. Do you think really Klopp has lost his patience or lost his interest in him? I think that you know, you know, he he just can't cut cut the mustard. 
I actually don't think that Klopp, I don't think he's lost all faith in Karius. The problem is, is Karius at age 25, which is very young for a goalkeeper, is he ready to already be the backup for someone else at Liverpool? or anywhere? Because he could easily start, and I think I said this on the, on, on the, on the podcast, on, on the forecast last week, mm. he could start for, you know, the anywhere between, say, like you said, Bayer Leverkusen, so fifth-place team in Germany, their Europa League, there's no shame in that. They usually make the Champions League, you know, twice every five years. Mm-hmm. They're a good team. They, they're, they're, that's, that's a pretty prestigious club. They just sold Bernd Leno to Arsenal, so the, the spot's open mm-hmm. and available for him to compete for that for that uh, uh, goalkeeper uh, position. That's a, that's a prestigious club in Germany, and that's mm-hmm. a place where you're out of the English media – you don't have to sit there and get bastardized every week about what happened in in Kiev, and the German fans don't give a shit anyway because it didn't happen to them, so they could care less. Uh, he needs to get out of England. He just he doesn't need to just get out of Anfield. He needs to get out of the Premier League because that will follow him around until he shows that he's gotten over it. And unfortunately. I think the best way to get over it is to start building confidence, and to build confidence, he needs to move. I, I, I don't, I don't think Klopp would move him if Karius said, "Look, you know, Jurgen, I'm, I'm, I'm fine being the backup. I, I understand that Allison has been purchased for this amount. He's going to play, and quite frankly, he has better skills than me. I don't know of any athlete <laughs> that is going to say, yeah, he's better than me. I, I, I can't hack it. You know, let, let me be, let me be his reserve." I, Carius, Carius has shown far too much um, pride and, and he, you know, a little bit of uh, social media arrogance, if you will, uh, unless it's just his social media persona, if he's not that guy. But I, I think he is. He, 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 um, he was one of the highest rated goalkeepers in 2015-16 in the Bundesliga. This guy, he, there is, there is a good player in him, but we just... We've we've seen it in spurts, but we certainly have not seen it lately. And his confidence is shot, and that's where I think he needs to make the best decision for himself and and, and leave the club. So yeah. I don't think it's a matter of whether Klopp wants to sell him. I, I don't think that Klopp does want to sell him. I think that Klopp wants to sell Mignolet and retain Carius because Carius, as I said again, is 25 years old. Yeah. Should something happen to Allison, do his teammates have faith in him though? Do the other players wearing the red shirt on that pitch think that Karius is the guy can he come in should Allison get hurt god forbid and can they trust him and they rely on him well that's an entirely different question altogether yeah 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 you know with this whole transfer transfer window thing you know and as, as you already know LFC Twitter is probably one of the stupidest places on earth and yeah yeah um, yeah it is it's and, very, and dangerous, very, very dangerous very dangerous place and there's also <laughs> um, I think the past day or so there's been random um, emojis um, uh, you know with the, with, the, with the name Edwards being mentioned uh, started with Oliver Bond uh, showing a picture of a hole I don't know what hole he was talking about uh, hole of Edwards <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, I, I, I decided to say, you know, what the fuck is happening? So I put out a tweet and I, said, I just said Edwards and then I put a, a, a you know, I put a, the googly eyes uh, emoji and I caught so many people on this thing. Um, one guy replied, if we haven't signed for Kira now and holding, I'm holding this account responsible for my post bad news depression. <laughs> oh, one guy said, you I feel know, sorry for you, guy. <laughs> you know, you know nothing on the bandwagon. Hey, I told him, I said, don't insult me like this, bro. I invented the pussy wagon. 
Um, what have I missed here? Been on holiday two we- two days and come back to Twitter and see Edward's name. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. People have been um, sending me different uh, DMs, you know. It's like, what's happening? Do you know something? Is it? I have no idea. And all you suckers are like so easy to fish. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's the thing. Liverpool Twitter is keeping Fakir alive. Not not Liverpool, not the club, not not Cl- Jurgen Klopp. It's 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 Liverpool Twitter. And you know, I, I've watched Fakir. I watched him at Lyon. He's a good player, but some people act like he is literally the Messiah. Like he he he's he's seriously the the the, the child of Christ. And I'm like, <laughs> I, he's this uh, this this uh, uh, football savior. I'm like, he's a good player, but did he start for the French national team? Did you see him out there? No. He, he's, he's, he's not getting it. I'm telling you, he's, what is he, 26 years old, I believe, 26, 27? Yeah. Uh, you sign a guy like Pulisic, who's 19. Can you imagine what Jurgen Klopp can do with a 19-year-old? He can mold him literally into a prototype for, 20, his, for his attack. 25. 25, 25. It, it, that's, if you're going to spend... 50 million or whatever it was on Fakir, spend 60 or 65 on Pulisic. Get somebody who's going to be there for the next five, six, seven years. Don't get someone who's had all the knee injuries. And uh, I'm sorry, Fakir was probably the best option at that time, but he's not the best option now. Yeah, well, that that um, story is continually continuing to trundle on, uh, as I said. Uh, yeah, it's like a, it's like the hurricane that won't die. It just keeps the, you know, like it goes down from a category five to a category one, and then it jumps back up to a three. This is really stupid account on Twitter called Enfield Plug. Enfield. Enf- Had not seen them. Had not. I don't know who that is. <laughs> and this guy, he's got he's got really um, vivid imagination, you know. He's writing all kinds of rubbish. Enfield plug is a plug talk, plug plug something. Uh, let me just let me see if I can find it. Okay, plug talk. Is it plug talk? I don't know. He's 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 like, it's as if he's got some insider information or news about what's actually happening behind closed doors between Liverpool FC <laughs> and Aulas at Lyon. And he's like sharing like, okay, they had lunch and they talked about this and you know, it's like. What a what the hell are you doing? I mean, seriously, are yeah. You, and and people are getting off on it as well. I mean, like, hey, you know, tell me what's happening, bro. You know, hey, I need to know, hey, what you know, is this confirmed? I say, what's wrong with you people? Are you stupid? I don't. Well, it's it. like I could say, okay, I went to Charlotte, and I and Jurgen Klopp came into the brewery that I was I was sitting at the bar, I was having a beer, minding my own business, and who walks in but Jurgen Klopp, and he says, <laughs> hey, you're wearing an LFC hat, and you're wearing a Sturridge kid i like you so he sits down next to me i proceed to buy jürgen klopp a beer we start talking he's getting a little drunk i'm getting a little drunk i'm like tell me jürgen what's the real truth about fakir and jürgen klopp tells me look you know i tried to buy the guy lunch and then i found out he had some bad medical reports and so you know and 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 that's what i should put on twitter because you know that was the real meeting i had with klopp at the brewery that's all rubbish man like this guy he doesn't have any inside information. He's just another – this is what I'm talking about. Liverpool Twitter sometimes, it can be a great place, but other times just absolute rubbish, man. People just writing whatever they think will get clicks. You know, very – have you say that he's a good storyteller, though. He just come up, comes up with all these zingers. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, okay, uh, Ben Woodburn. So Ben Woodburn is off to the championship. He will join – uh, Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
good for him, right? He's gonna he's gonna get more games. He, he, that's he, what he needs. That's what he needs to play more. Um, I, I'm gonna say this though. I'm just gonna say this as at the, at the risk of sounding rather controversial. Um, I not seeing what's the big deal with this guy so far. I mean, okay, let me qualify that. Um, I he's young. Okay, I, I, he's there's some flashes of some quality in him. Um, some people say that he did quite decent um, in in the preseason. Uh, he seems to have bulked uh, up physically as well, uh, you know, a little bit more, um, looking more like a man rather than a, than a kid. Um, yeah. I'm just not seeing something that, not extra special, um, but th- th- that's just me. I'm not c- condemning him or overly criticizing right. him or anything like that. So, But that's good, right? He's going to Sheffield United. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, you you obviously wanted to get some games, and and he will at Sheffield United. I know that um, there has been some people. There have been there have been pundits that have basically said it would be a good idea to keep Woodburn on the squad, simply because whereas Liverpool is so deep, it, it's a very crowded midfield, and I mean mm-hmm. really crowded. Even with Oxley Chamberlain's injury mm-hmm. and the fact that Fakir was not signed, it's still a very crowded midfield. But where Liverpool lack depth is the front three. Uh, obviously, they brought in Shakiri to to help with that, and of course, a healthy Daniel Sturridge helps the number nine. But uh, the winger position is, is really right now it's Salah, it's Shakiri, and it's Mane. And I think that they yeah. kind of saw Woodburn as 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 a, a you know if, if, if lightning strikes as, as a desperation alternative should something happen, um, you know, to, to one of those to one of those wingers. So. I know there is a contingent of people that believe that he should have, that Klopp should have kept him in the in the uh, you know in in the squad. But again, uh, experience in the championship, you know, you're going to be playing teams like Aston Villa, Middlesbrough, uh, Norwich. These are you know the, the some of those are Aston Villa is still a huge club. I mean, have financial financial woes aside, you, you know, Aston Villa is going to pack forty fifty thousand in their stadium every single week, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, so I, I I think it's a good move for him personally to gain experience and to. I really do think next offseason though is, is make or break for him. I think that you know we 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 talked about the same thing with Bidwardburn last year. We're doing it again this year, and uh, last year of course they opted not to loan him out, and I mean he played. He I think he played in one. Didn't he play in the season finale against Brighton, and that was it. I think, <laughs> but we he got were, like one match. We were we were also out of all the cup competitions as well. So yeah, it's true too. He used to like play in that um, uh, Carabao Coffee Cup or whatever the hell it is, yeah. uh, Caribou or the Moose Cup or whatever the hell. Um, <laughs> the Moose Cup. He yeah, usually like plays moose the Moose Cup. Yeah, they, he he plays in that, and uh, yeah, we were we were out of the domestic cups, but uh, yeah, yeah. He, I, I think I think ultimately I think it is a, I think it is a good move. Uh, 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 for him, for Ben Woodburn. I don't know if it's the best move for Liverpool. Okay. Um, oof. Moving on, moving on. Okay, who's impressed you most preseason? Uh, I think Nabi Keita's impressed me the most because he's kind of just taken off. You know, he had a, 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 the friendlies, I believe it was in uh, England. He, we played with uh, um, uh, Barry and Tranmere and Blackburn. Every match... 
uh, Keita played in, he got better and better and better. And then you saw this partnership develop with him and Sturridge mm. in the United States. Yeah. And Jurgen Klopp commented on that, saying, you know, oh, after that Blackburn, uh, uh, after the uh, Blackburn match, I think uh, that was where they, they, they connected on uh, one of those scores. Yeah, there's something brewing there. And, and mm. he just has this innate ability to create and to find his, 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 his open teammates. And mm. he's so versatile. That's the thing with Keita. He can literally play any midfield position. He can play the six. He can play the eight. He can play the ten. Um, I'm in, I'm incredibly impressed with him. I, I said this all along. This was a, a a masterful transfer. Liverpool. Hats off to Liverpool for being patient and waiting on him and 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 not pulling the panic button or, or, or buying somebody they didn't really need because they needed someone to fill that position and so they so they bought a panic buy Mm -hmm. no this was well worth the wait i think we're going to see a fantastic but he's going to wear proudly the number eight he's going to do gerard proud by doing that yeah he's he's been he's been really um very very good uh fabinho fabinho has been has shown some shades of of brain quality as well of course we didn't see Mm -hmm. any of him any of that against manchester united as one of the Liverpool supporters were saying, you know, you had to actually attack us in order to see a defensive midfielder do his job. So obviously he didn't have much to do in that game. There's um, some truth in that. It is. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I've been, I tell, I tell you, I've been very, very impressed. Okay. Sorry. Before that, um, coming back to, to Nabi Kita. Um, and, and, and what do you say? I agree, agree with you. It's nice to see that, um, that understanding between Kita and um, Sturridge. Um, but I think actually in that, in that, um, uh, te- telepathic um, uh, understanding. Uh, I think it's more credit to, to Kita because I think you could just take Sturridge out and put anyone else in there. It could be Mane, it could be Salah, more, more Salah, sure, sure. Firmino. Um, and I was saying to you offline that it's got, it's got to do with the way um, Kita controls the ball and delivers the ball. Um, that's very easy to, to control on the run um, when he passes it forward. Um, and I've noticed this when he was at Leipzig as well. He just has this very nice technique. And when the ball is released from his feet, he leans back a bit and he releases the ball in a forward pass. You know, usually it, it cuts through the def- uh, defenders, or you know, through their lines. Okay, um, and it's it doesn't bo- bounce, it doesn't bobble. It's just quite flat. And 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 and, and, and you know, a teammate that's just running onto the ball is just able to just get on it, control it, and and finish it. So. He has this very, very good quality in terms of his ball uh, control and ball skills. I mean, he's also, he's actually quite a good dribbler as well. He's got quite... Um, yeah, he is. He's yes, he shown is. some skills. So, but it's, it's very good because, of, of course, for that partnership, it then gives confid- confidence to Sturridge as well and just builds him back up again. And that's only a good thing for us, you know. Um, I have been, and we've only, seen, we've only seen him in one game, I have been very, very impressed with Jadon Shakiri. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and hey, I know you said some things about him before we signed him. You want to impress well, him, yeah, yeah, no, I No, I mean, I, well, I followed him pretty closely because yeah. he played for one of my other teams that I support. He played for Inter Milan. He was he left yeah. there after, yeah. uh, you know, Bayern Munich got rid of him, I think, in uh, 2014, 15. Mm-hmm. He played. He only was at uh, Inter for uh, I think half a season, and they said, you know, uh, yeah, the option to buy or whatever. I think it was a loan with an option to buy. I can't remember the exact transaction, but Inter was like, nah, we'll we'll see you later, and that's when he went to Stoke. Yeah, and I just 
had my reservations about him because he's he 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 couldn't break through at Bayern and he couldn't break through at yeah. Inter. And I said, well, you know, if you he scored eight goals for Stoke last season, Stoke got relegated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is a um, this is a player who's 26 years old who seemingly has hit his ceiling of development. And I'm thinking, so you're a guy who's probably best suited for playing at Burnley. Not 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 specifically at Burnley, but a, a team of that yeah. level. So yeah. uh, Burnley or yeah. uh, maybe an Everton. Sorry, Everton, but you know it is what it is. Um, so, so someone like that, you know, not 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 the top six, but you know he came in against United and what a goal! I mean, hey, you know it is what it is. No, I, I've been very, very kind of critical of him, but you know, and I'm, let me tell you, like you said, one match. It's yeah. not going to change my opinion on him altogether, but I am very, very. I have a lot of trust in Jurgen Klopp going back many, many years, and if he sees something in a player, then I definitely can see that in a player because he, I, you know, he's forgotten more football than any of us have ever learned. Yeah. So you know, that's that's if you're, I, I trust the process, and I'm going to say if this man sees something in this player and thinks that he can be useful to this squad. There's a reason why Sturridge is not being sold. And there's a reason why Jordan Shakiri was bought. And I'm going to, I'm going to wait and see what happens. Um, you know, his, his attitude is on point. I mean, when he, he took a, he, when he came, uh, I think he broke off on his, from his holiday, he came to sign the contract. Uh, and then uh, Klopp said that he actually wanted to stay. He wanted to stay and wanted to train. Uh, and well, yeah, he's played at Stoke for three fucking years. I mean, when you like, exactly, he's, said, he's been, said, no, he's no, been no, in no, hell. go, go, go. You know, go back on holiday and then come back and join us. Uh, you know, on the on the on the tour, uh, on the USA tour, and he and he played that last game. Um, and I was thinking to myself, um, you know, as we were talking about Sturridge, and maybe the Shakiri story is the same. He's he's come to this point, this epiphany, you know. Um, yep. uh, Sturridge went to, 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 to West Bromwich and got this epiphany and Shakiri played with Stoke and has come to this epiphany and was like said, yep. I don't want to flush my talent down the toilet this is my final chance and I'm going to do everything that I could possibly can to make this work and it's happening to, to, to Shaq uh, a bit and I wonder more. if I wonder you know he was he, he played a pretty decent World Cup and I wonder if yeah, he did, yeah, yeah, because yeah. the the rumors were already swirling about Liverpool during the World Cup, and I wonder if he yeah. really put on extra effort there to kind of convince anyone that may have had their doubts at that time to say, "Look, you know, I'm in the World Cup. I'm playing against Brazil, and I'm and I'm playing a good match. So, so give 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 me a chance." And and I, I wonder if there was some, uh, some some added oomph on his performances uh, in, in those in those four matches that they played. He, he's he's done quite well for the Swiss team, generally speaking. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's their go-to guy. I mean, uh, there. Uh, so here's here's he's, some players I want to bring up, and yeah. we, we haven't talked about them, and we, yeah, we need yeah, to talk about yeah. them because they're they're elephants in the room, and and mm-hmm. Liverpool does have a lot of dead weight. We we have some still some you know some leftover squad depth from the Brendan Rodgers days, and I know that that seems like forever ago, but you know we have to we 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 have to talk about Danny Ings. And we haven't talked about him because we talked about Origi. We talked about he, he's uh, gone, Zlanke. right? So we know that Danny is going is going is going, uh, right? Yeah. Well, so the rumor, the rumors I've heard uh, was what Crystal Palace, I believe. Yeah. Yep. So that, that, that's they, they've spent a hell of a lot on ex Liverpool players. <laughs> 
Yeah, they paid. I mean, they paid what thirty million for Benteke, I think. Saku. Uh, yeah, Saku. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Ings, you know, and that's it. Really, let me, let me what I want to bring him up has, is: Has anyone seen Saku alive since he signed with Crystal Palace? <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> Somebody, somebody uh, them, reported a Sako uh, sighting. Can, can, if if someone has seen Sako live, please ping me on Twitter. <laughs> oh, but why I wanted to, you know, the thing I wanted to talk about with Ings is the fact that th- this guy is, you know, it, it's such a shame because it, it, it's you. You brought up the point about Sturridge that injuries you can't really prevent, especially the kind that he got. You know, mm-hmm. with with the two ACL tears uh, or the two knee injuries. You have to wonder what might have been because he was he was such a good player before he got to Liverpool. He made a name for himself, obviously that 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 got the club interested in him. They got him on a really good deal, and I just think that there's there's there was so much left on the table with Danny Ings that we just never saw. And and you know, unfortunately, that that's that's the same reality that Daniel Sturridge saw is well, when you don't play and you don't train, mm-hmm. you know, you're forgotten about. And, and, and you know that that's 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 kind of why I think Sturridge had a change of attitude is because, you know, he it was do or die. It was now or never. The other player I want to talk about is Adam Lallana. So he had an absolutely disastrous 2017-18 season. He got uh, mm-hmm. sent off. He got a red card in that. Um, <laughs> yeah. What was that match? It was it was a warm up match that he was he was uh, trying under, to come back to the under 23s, huh? I think. And yeah, the under. Under 23s. He, he got a, sent off. He got beat up sent a kid. off. Yeah, he beat, <laughs> beat up a kid. Um, <laughs> it's very frustrating, so, man. Very frustrating. Let me ask if if Oxley Chamberlain were healthy and Liverpool were to sign Fakir or Christian Pulisic, would they not sell Alana at this point? Is it what 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 more? What, what, he's he he's never going to be. I, I feel like this one of those things where it's like people want him to be great, but Lalana is just good. He's always going to be at best just good. Yeah. I, so I, I don't I don't I think he may actually keep himself in the squad because the midfield we still need depth, and because we're playing in four competitions again. So no, no. But what are your th- that's what not, are your thoughts that's not, on this? Guy? That's not why he's going to stay in the squad. What do you think? What do you think? He's going to stay in the squad because he's Klopp's neighbor. He's got dirt in Klopp. <laughs> that's facts. Yeah, he stays next door to him. It's like probably set up like you know paparazzi rear window kind of shit. I did not know that. Yeah, he's their neighbor. He's his neighbor. They're like you wow. know, they exchange like banana breads and stuff on weekends. That's very cool. That's gingerbread from Germany. Gingerbread, <laughs> gingerbread from Germany. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Danny Ings. Danny Ings. Okay. Uh, anyone? Everyone knows. I love Danny Ings. Um, I, I love great attitude. Uh, it takes something for someone to uh, come back twice from very serious knee injuries like that. Um, I I had surgeries on both my knees before. So I know how, how difficult it is to come back from, from, from that, especially as a professional sports person. Um, so I admire him for that. Now, do I think then that, you know, on that basis that he should continue as a Liverpool player? No, unfortunately, because firstly, that thing takes something out of you. It takes, you know, you lose your pace, you lose some, you know, there's a psychological as, uh, impact that has on you. Um, and if you are going to play for a club like Liverpool, you got to go all out. So you have to go all out. Otherwise, 
you are not going to make a difference. You're not going to be, you're not going to stand up from somebody else who is going to be able to do that. Okay. Right. So there's that aspect. Um, secondly, I think, um, I don't think we need a player like that anymore. Uh, he's more like um, Fox in the Box type of kind of player. Um, yes. He finds himself in the right places and he just, you know, tap-ins and those kinds of things. And that's all very good. Uh, uh, Salah was doing a lot of that uh, last season. Uh, and even before that in Roma, just finds himself in, 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 in tap-in kind of situations and boom, and the ball goes in. Um, and of course, you know, you need to be there and you need you need to be there in, the, in those moments to, to put the ball in. So... Um, so you've got people like Salah who's able to do that as well. Okay. So I don't think we need mm-hmm. somebody who's just such a, such a specialist like Danny Ings in that kind of role. Because then you've got somebody multi-skilled point, like yeah. Salah and all that who can do that. And of course, the third thing is that he, you know what, he really needs to play. He really needs to play. And you know, with the kind, you know, scoring goals is not a problem for us. It's not been a problem for us for quite a, quite a while. Um... Uh, and it's it's not going to be a problem for us next season as well. No, no, I mean, it won't be a problem. We we we. I mean, from the three from the three potent, the trident that we have, we added a, uh, two goal scoring midfielders because Kita scores goals, Fabinho scores yes. goals. Bloody hell! I'm sorry, I said uh, two. Well, okay, if you consider Shakir is not a midfielder, kind of like stroke midfield, attacking midfielder in a way, a winger. But he, he, he can goals. score goals off the wing. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh my god, you know, goals are not going to be our problem next season. Is even going to be uh, last season and going to be even less of his problem next season. So, yep. guys like Danny Ings, I'm sorry, but. Um, it, it's good that you know somebody's interested in you. He, he, he should just go, and he should he go. He goes without blessings, you know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so that brings me so to okay, Adam Lalana. Okay, Adam Lalana. Oh my God, I think I think his time is over because, and not because I don't like him. I think he's a great player. Okay, because before his injury, I think he, he was he was come, you know when he first signed him, he wasn't really showing the kind of form that uh, 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 and, the cap- uh, and, the, and the capacity that I knew that he could show, and then he grew into it, um, and then then I think just before this most recent injury that uh, that kind of like you know shut down his uh, his last season with us, um, he was doing quite well actually. He was he, I think he was a very good um, uh, impact player for us. Um, and then injury. Now, injury has been part of his package. Okay. And then, <laughs> that's one. Two, after he gets injured, when he comes back, he takes a really long time to come back. He needs like mm-hmm. something like anything between, you know, six to ten games before he finds that, that, that rhythm. And I can tell you, by the time you get to that tenth game, anything can happen. Again, it could be a niggle. It could be this. It could be that. So... Um, and and he's on the wrong side now. He's what 30, 30 right? Thirty one. Yeah, he's, 30, he's around thirty. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in in that end as well. So. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 difficult with him. It's 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 uh, it's hard to. It's hard to see, as you said, really see a clear cut future with him. And especially because he's one of those players, too, that has had to accept he was a starter for a while. And now because of injury or performance or both, 
he's now been you know reduced to a reserve role. And, and if you think about the midfield with exactly, Fabinho, Keita, Henderson, that was my next point. Uh, uh, uh you know, all, all these all these players. Where does Alana exactly yeah. see playing time? I just I, I I and I and I don't see. And of course, yeah, there's going to be the odd match or two, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, maybe like I said, away to Watford. Yeah, you know, he can get in the squad there, but. <laughs> a, a barring a barring injury to someone else in front of him, I just I you know he, I'm sure he would like to play for say Newcastle or somebody as a starter rather than rot away on the bench at Liverpool because I, I you know unlike unlike Sturridge I don't see Lallana being a major contributor. He's he has got very um, uh, good fitness levels. Uh, basic basically rivaling second to only uh, James Milner. Um, in that in that department, so he's very fit. He can run forever. Um, but I was thinking, wh- where does he play? He plays in midfield. Wow, we're so well stocked in that department right now. Um, if you play on the wings, my God, <laughs> we've got world class talent on the wings, and we've added right. even more world class talent on the wings. Um, so it's just it's just gonna be one of those bench options, you know, bench options. It's something that stood out to me. But it's not a bad Liverpool, thing, right? It's not a bad thing. We need we need squad depth. We talked. We kept talking about squad depth. So, would it would it? How, how do you feel right now? You said, "Oh, okay. Um, we need to change the uh, this game." And we look at the bench and we see Lalana there. Would you feel happy or sad? <laughs> um, well, wh- wh- who are we playing? <laughs> what are the circumstances? And how much time is left? That's that's. <laughs> That's how, that's how I feel because, you know, this is the and I and I said this I said this it's unfair to judge him on this, but when yeah, Salah went exactly, out, when yeah. Salah went out in the Champions League final, who came in? Lalana and everyone around me groaned. I was sitting with nothing but Liverpool supporters, a few Real Madrid supporters, but eighty. This was a Liverpool pub. This was this is an Irish pub in Charleston, which is. Liverpool own the owners are diehard Liverpool fans. As a matter of fact, the official Liverpool club of South Carolina is headquartered at this pub. Yeah. Everyone groaned. They were not happy. Oh, Alana, ah, oh, shit, damn. And you know, to be, to be honest, his performance was average. And you can't expect someone to come in who's yeah. basically yeah. ice cold, hasn't played all season. To come in for arguably the best player in the world at that point in time. Yeah. I mean, literally, Mo, Mo Salah was 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 world class. I mean, tip top of the tip of the iceberg, world class. Mm-hmm. And you're going to look at the the, the drop off from Salah to Lalana. He, I mean, he had no chance of winning the people over unless he no. scored a hat trick or something, and then he wasn't going to do that. So, my confidence was low on him that day. But I haven't really seen anything, Joe, to make me change my mind in the last three months. No, yeah, exactly. So that's why I say if you tell me, <clears throat> hey, Wijnaldum is going to sit out this match, and we're going to put in, you know, uh, Keita, Henderson, and Lalana, well, we better be playing Cardiff City or Fulham because that's about where I think he, he, he fits into. To, 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 to not really, you know, if you're playing one of the top six, I, I don't like that at all. I, I just think that he, after last season, things just went wrong. And I, I, I you know, I'm, I have to see something. you got to show me something that's going to change my mind. And so far, I have not seen that. 
Well, to be honest with you, the only reason why Adam Lallana still maybe has some sort of a mini future is because Oxo is out. That's yeah, it. that's and that's, that's what that's yes, yes. That's it, really. You know, so um, yeah. So are we happy? Are you happy with the back line? Are you are we, are we good there? Oh, you think? Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy with that one actually. Um, because so what 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 needs to be done? Um, I feel that um, we do need to buy another center back. Okay. Okay. Firstly, because. Um, Okay, Virgil. Okay, VVD of course goes in. Of course, the the first partnership would be VVD and Lovren, so that's okay. <clears throat> okay, that's okay. Then um, we have Matip, and he is he he is not actually shown been in the very best form uh, for for a season at least, and he's also had a very injury interrupted season as well, and he's also sh shown that he's been kind of prone to injuries as well so he's cycling in and out doesn't get a good, a good run of games okay yep and then after him okay um it's a huge okay so you've got vvd right then you've got yes. transformed lovren okay so i'm going to salute lovren and say okay well done dejan well done he's the best defender he's the best defender in the world beautiful right so he come and, and they're, they're quite okay <laughs> they're very good so you've got the uh, virgil van dyke at the top of the of the of the quality and then just by the way did you hear did you hear klopp did you hear klopp's response when he heard that lovren said that what well lovren after the world cup final tweeted out about uh or he was either in the the mix zone or either tweeted out about um France plays boring football and, you know, they, they, they play, you know, chicken shit football or whatever. And Lovren said, you know, Lovren said, I'm the, I'm the, you know, I'm the best def defender in the world. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And Klopp, Klopp, I was like, oh, did he say that? I didn't know that. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> yeah, his yeah, reaction yeah. was just priceless. That's, uh, yeah. So. Uh, anything that, that's like. He is, he is right? transformed. He yeah. is transformed. I just, uh, yeah, so I just wanted good. to. That's good. So VVD and then after that, Lovren in terms of the quality. And then after that, there's a gap. There's a, there's a slight gap and then that's Matip. And then so after you mentioned Matip, Klavan, have you mentioned Klavan yet? Okay, then after Matip, there's Klavan. And the, and the quality yeah. gap between Matip and Klavan is, there's some distance there, mate. There's some distance there. Yeah. I mean, all respect yeah. to Klavan. Yeah. Okay, all respect to Klavan. So, and Klavan has also been in and out of the squad. Okay, because of injury or, or some sickness that he, he had. I think there was some, I don't know what, some bacterial or infectious Thing that he had it was the uh, Estonian thing. plague <laughs> I don't know what the hell he had but okay nobody knew you know and then then Matip okay he's made of cotton wool or something and then okay by the way by the way Lovren is not exactly himself a bastion of fitness he is he does tend to pick up stuff here and there Okay, he, he, he said that he plays through pain he has to take painkillers sometimes remember that last season okay so he <laughs> yeah, had all this stuff yeah. okay so, um, so then you've got these four guys. Then, after that, you've got Joe Gomez. Okay, now, Joe Gomez, great lad. Very, very athletic, young. But, see, th this is the thing about Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez has issues with concentration. He switches off. And this has been his problem in the under-23s. And it's, it's reared its head, okay, Quite often, when he's played for the seniors as well. Um, so unless there's some miraculous thing that Klopp 
is saying, you know, look into my eyes, Joe Gomez. Now you'll play like Virgil van Dijk, you know. Um, yeah. There's what I'm trying to say is that there is a big, 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 big drop off in quality after VVD and Lovren. There's a gap there, and that concerns me, because the wing back, the 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 fullbacks are pretty okay. Uh, we've got Robbo, we've got Ta, um, we've got Klein. Klein has looked pretty okay um, preseason. He seems like the old yeah, guy. Yeah, fact, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's looked actually mm-hmm. a little bit more offensive than than, than than normal. I've seen him do like some galloping runs before he you know he he took off. Um, he's he's been quite okay there. Um, ugh, Moreno will always be Moreno. Um, you know, I will never be his biggest fan in the world, but okay, God bless his little Spanish heart. He's got one year left on his contract. May as well go ahead and just let him play it out. And, yeah. you know, if nothing else, it gives you some depth behind Ravo. Yeah, exactly. So I think on, on fullback side, we're pretty okay. But my concern is that centre-back. I think after the front two, the front, the first two, first two starters, there's a problem. But... So do you have someone in mind that you would like to see? Uh, no, not really. I, I haven't really thought so much about, I mean, I see names being bandied about, um, you know, on social. Um, but the thing here is now, the, another way to look at it is that actually we do not need to strengthen that area because that's where the midfield comes in. So basically we are doing, they're, they're going to focus on much more better protection of the back four or the back two. Or the back three, including the goalkeeper and the two centre backs. So the midfield, the midfielders would have to do a lot more in terms of closing down um, uh, opposing players. So of course you could technically say that, but practically, you know, at the end of the day, you you would need two names in your centre back slots that you would say, okay, they're pretty good. You know, you could stick with them for for much of the season. You know that, you know, they're not going to let you down. So yeah, so this is where this is where I think, of course. They've strengthened all the way to the back now with Allison. Yep. Hopefully, he doesn't crumble like a mountain of cookies like how Atarius did. <laughs> so, there's that issue as no. well. So, who knows? What do you think? Well, uh, I think... So, I think that the, 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 the left and right backs, uh, Trent and Rabo, I think that they, they have that pretty much on lockdown. I think, like I said, you have... Alberto Mourinho to, to, to provide some backup there for uh, Robertson and you know if you want to sell him in the winter by all means sell him but he's got his contracts running out you can allow him permission to start talking to other clubs at that point but mm-hmm. I don't see any reason to move him now it does provide a little squad depth as we said and then of course you have Klein he is a fantastic reserve for uh, Trent you know uh, c- coming in at the other at the other uh, uh, back so you know, I, I really like what we have at uh, left and right back, but outside of fullback, you look at the center back position, as you said, and, and you do have uh, really a massive drop off, I think, after Lovren and VVD. And, and, and you need a strong third player to come in, uh, especially as, you know, as you said, Lovren sometimes can, can get hit by the injury bug. The problem is who that player is. And, you know, you've already spent 70-something million, I forget the exact total, but 70-something million on Van Dyke. I think it was mm-hmm. 75. You've spent uh, close to 60, uh, close to 70 on Allison. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you, 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 how much more are you going to invest in there? Now, good purchase. Obviously, Trent Alexander-Arnold comes up through the youth ranks. You, you save some money there. Obviously, eight million pounds for Robertson is a steal. Uh, has far outplayed that amount that he was bought for from uh, Hull City or whatever. So mm-hmm. the problem is, as you said, Matip, Gomez, and Clavan. And I think that you have names and you have bodies, but as you said, each one of those has its major flaws. And there's a massive talent drop-off after the, after the, 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 the two starters. And, mm-hmm. you know... You know, I'd love to say, well, go buy Jerome Boateng, he's for sale, or go buy Mats Hummels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that would be that'd be great. I, you know, obviously Jurgen Klopp is familiar with, extremely familiar with both of those players. Uh, that's not going to happen. Um, you know, the, the Bayern's not going to sell both of the. You know, Boateng looks almost certain to go to PSG at this point, and Mats Hummels in that case is is not going anywhere. So Bayern Munich's not going to sell both of their center backs, especially with a new manager coming in themselves. So you look at you know somebody else to come in and be a, you know again this is have to you have to tell someone you're going to be the third option, mm-hmm. and that's not something that a lot of players want to hear. Uh, so you have to be it, you're now you're looking at a select few. So honestly, I I don't I don't you know. This is this is a this is that's a huge question mark really. For me, the defense, the back line looks good except for a reserve center back. I don't like our reserve center backs. I'm not I, I don't not that I don't mm-hmm. like them personally. I'm just not I I don't I don't like the stability that seemingly goes out the window when they come in. I am very concerned. Uh, and I understand that Allison's much better. Like you said, he won't cr- cr- crumble, crumble like like a cheap piece of cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, um, you know, it's 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 worries. It's bothersome mm-hmm. because if you do get caught in, in in a precarious situation, you have confidence in VVD that he can get back. And 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 and, and even Lovren in the second half of last season was just played lights out compared to what he was in the first half of the season, especially in that Spurs game. So, but after that, it's just like, who do you have? Matip looked like a, like a shell in, in certain situations last season. He just looked like, like he, he didn't, he, like, yeah. he just, he was just kind of a ghost out there just floating. And then yep. Klavan is just so inconsistent. And the same can be said for Gomez. Gomez is still young, but yep. you know, I, I don't, I think, there's, I think there's a lot of Liverpool fans that, that you know, you always support your players, and they'll tell you, you yeah. know, to to your face, yeah, no, I, I like Gomez, he's a good player, but in their in their heads, they're saying, uh, yeah, I, I'd be very weary to put him in, you know, for for any of those any of those players above yeah. any of those players. So, it's a good question. It's it's a solid question. Who do you get as a number three? Um, you know, you look in 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 this mold is what I'm saying. You look at someone who. Is not a starter and doesn't need to be a starter, but someone, someone like a like a Phil Jones or somebody like that, or uh, Christensen from from Chelsea. Um, now, Chelsea fans will tell you he is a starter, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you, having watched him at Borussia Mönchengladbach in the Bundesliga, I don't think he's that great. I think he's a little bit overrated. I know he plays for his national team, but this is my opinion. I don't think Christensen's he he would not be a starter at Liverpool if he came over. I think it would still be Lovren, BVD, and I think he'd be the. But someone of that mold is, is basically what I'm saying. I'm not saying those guys specifically, but someone of that mold, an older guy like Phil Jones, 
who still has some juice left in the tank, but you know is is definitely not an every an every match uh, match day center back or someone who has something to prove. So maybe 25, 26, someone like Acarius who may have had a bad play here or there, but you know you can, there's still something left in them. Uh, have to, they have something to prove, and and so that that player is not easy to find. That that is a specific type of player who is willing to come to Liverpool, mm-hmm. prove themselves. But at the same time, provides quality and doesn't have a lot of drop off from the starting from the starting two. So. Uh, there's one guy that we didn't talk about and has been involved in the preseason. Uh, we don't seem okay. to talk about uh, center backs. Uh, three three players, three young players, uh, really caught my eye. Uh, Curtis Jones, uh, mm-hmm. Camacho. Camacho has been oh my god, he's such a brilliant player, he was such a baller. The third he's guy, such a good name too. Yeah, I know exactly. Rafa Camacho, right? So and third Camacho. guy. Is Nathaniel Phillips? So yes. Nathaniel is is a centre back. He's he's actually put in quite a decent show. But again, you know it's preseason, but not too bad actually. It looked quite mature. No, and- um, he's he's too tall. He's tall. Uh, what's his height? Six feet three or something like that. I don't know. But he yeah, good height for a centre back. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so he is maybe giving something, uh, given something to for Klopp to think, to, to think about. I know we would, we would, there were some links with Vida, Lovren's teammate. Oh yeah, yeah, in Croatia. yeah, yeah. So again, <laughs> bullshit one, but um, not that many links. But yeah, so you've got this, 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 this Nate Phillips guy, this kid. So I don't know, maybe. I think that I think that in that aspect of the young of the young kids, you know. Klopp gave Gomez a chance, and he gave TAA a chance. So, yeah. obviously, TAA worked out brilliantly. So, you know, who who are we to say not to? You know, hey, maybe the maybe the your your third option's already on the squad, and he's just he's one of those young young guys that yeah. just just needs a chance to prove himself. But you know, Klopp sees these guys every day in practice. He yep. he knows exactly what they're capable of and what they're ready for. And you know if he if he if he trots one of those guys out there uh, in in the uh, opening match day uh, squad and says that he you know he's the reserve, then I, I trust him on that. But you know, yeah. but like you said, it's preseason. We don't have the full story, so you know we we're only getting you know what we see in the actual games, and yeah. that's honestly just a small fraction uh, of what actually goes on, you know, in, yeah. in, through through training and and you know what 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 Klopp actually sees and what we see. So. It, it maybe you know maybe that's why if he's not buying a, if he feels comfortable with those five and he maybe has one of those those young guys as as, as in a reserve role that may be why I mean it, it's somebody at some point you have to give him a chance and like I said you know he did it with Gomez he was a young cat he gave him a chance uh, I won't say it's failed I, I think Gomez is coming along a little bit slower than Alexander Arnold but. Gomez is by no means a failure. He's just, I, I think he's just, his development's just a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. And Alexander Arnold's been nothing short of brilliant. So, yeah, I think, I think Klopp knows exactly what he's doing in that aspect. And uh, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to see where that goes. But, yeah, he, he's, what you, that's a great point on your, on your part right there because the, those are all possibilities yeah. uh, to, to, to have a shot. Okay, oh, we've been going on for a bit and we continue going on, but we have to end the show. But of course, uh, two more preseason games, two friendlies left of Napoli. That's uh, on the 4th of August. Uh, and then following that, uh, that 
game against Torino. That's interesting. We haven't, we've never played Torino before, have we? No, never. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be interesting. Then um, we kick things off against um, West Ham Premier League, 12th of August. Um, so, wow, I'm not sure whether the transfer window is closed. If you believe Klopp, he says it's over. So only outgoings are there's the business uh, left to be done. Uh, I'll continue to do more fishing on uh, Twitter, see how many more suckers I could I could hook up. But um, <laughs> but uh, hey, hey man, really nice talking to you. Thanks for thanks for for joining. Absolutely, us absolutely. And and there will be uh, everyone look out. There will be a new episode of Kings of Europe out this yeah, week, awesome. obviously. So we will uh, we'll have that out. That that's going to be coming out this Friday. So uh, we'll have. Lots of uh, lots of fields of Anfield Road related material for everyone coming out this week. Perfect, perfect. And to take us home is the Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want. Maybe if you pray really, really hard. Thank you, dear <laughs> listeners. For, thank you for tuning in and talk to you soon. Take care and good night. Good night, everyone. Good afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> and a soul hurt to deep. The reception A glass of wine And a hand I knew she got me Her connection At her feet Was a footloose man Now you can't always get
Shut up.